Hello and welcome to Colin Bradley Artcast. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Welcome everyone to episode 20. Oh, it's a milestone that is, Stephen. It, it is, it is, yeah. It's, it's quite quite a good milestone. Hasn't it gone quick, though? It has gone quick. We say this every week. Oh, we do, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah but it, it just, well, weeks run into each other, don't they, now? They do. It's nice to have you alongside me, Steve. I know. I said last week that we might have to do a Skype podcast, but actually... That, that was fun, out. though. That it, was fun. It, it was good fun, yeah. Um, I hope everyone like, enjoyed it. I hope it was okay, the, the sound quality. Um, we're going to test out a new method of doing a Skype call uh, with a bit better equipment, so the quality might be slightly better the next time we have to do one. Um, but yeah, so this this week I came down and I thought, well, whilst we're here, I haven't got all the recording equipment with me, so we're actually recording it through the computer this time. That's right, oh well. But it's it doesn't matter as long as we get a podcast up for the people, that's all that matters to me. I don't think they'll worry too much about that uh, technical side, Steve. No, no. So how have you been? Busy? Uh, yeah, good. Yes, we've had a really busy week this week. It's been a lot of orders, a lot of, lot of artwork. As always is though. I, I keep myself really busy. Uh, yeah, lot of lot of new projects coming up yeah. that we we're very excited to eventually tell people about as as they finish and we we get them edited and cut. So absolutely, we've yeah, we've yeah. got just to keep everyone updated. We've got to uh, I've got to mention the Rhino is going up. This week, we finished just yesterday, because we're recording this Sunday, and the Rhino is starting next week for everyone, so they get to see the picture, finally, because yeah, they've probably wondered yeah. what this picture looks like, we've been talking yeah. about it. Well, it's it's interesting, actually, I, I, I changed my mind, do you remember I said to you about the charging Rhino, I'm yeah. going to do the same as a charging elephant, uh, well, I looked at him, and when I'd finished the Rhino, because I did the Rhino First. First, okay, and then I do all the background afterwards. And I looked at him and I thought, you don't look that fierce. You look quite cuddly, really, as much <laughs> as a cuddly rhino would be. I thought, you don't look as though you're going to charge. So I changed my mind. Instead of a charging rhino, I ended up with a, a waddling towards me rhino <laughs> <laughs> through the grass. Okay. But it, it, it's come up superb. I think people will love it. Good, uh, good. With the background actually had a little touch of David Shepherd to it, so that will give you some. Did it? Well, yeah, just just a little bit, and I mentioned that on the video when you see it, when you get to it. Okay. Well, the other thing I want to talk about is another mini project that you've done for people that we haven't told anyone about yet. It's only small, but it's mm. something quite fascinating. I couldn't mm. quite believe it when I saw it. No. This is a project that will be going up on YouTube, so it'll be available for everyone. Uh, it's not very long, is it? It's about 20 minutes, probably. Yeah, not, yeah, it's, not very it's long It's a quick yeah. tutorial, but it's something very different that I think people will be absolutely fascinated by. Tell them what it is. Well, what it is, it's... I'm sure you're all familiar with charcoal drawing, okay? You know, when you use a, a charcoal stick. And I've always loved... When I first started art, I used to like it. The problem with it was it was very messy. A bit like pastel, really, you know, stick pastel. You mm. get everywhere. And I thought myself, wouldn't it be nice to do something similar but using a pastel pencil? Right. So after experimenting for a while, what I've done, I found 181. Everybody will be familiar with 181. Payne's Grey is one of my favourite colours. So I chose 181 as my charcoal effectively and I did a dog sketch it's only a very simple but very sweet laying dog he's asleep and I did it by using 181 
just on its own. It was done on a, you can do it on any kind of paper, but not pastel paper. Actually, I used, um, what did I use? It was like a sketching paper, really. Mm, one like a sketch pad. Ske- yeah, a sketch pad. But you can, you can use cartridge paper, to be honest, so you can use anything. Watercolour paper, I'm not convinced about because I think it's a bit raggy for the pastel pencil. Okay. So a kind of sketching paper would be absolutely ideal. So really, anyone with 181 can just pick All up... All you need is that, that 181. One colour. Yep. And a little drawing. And I've got another project. I won't mention the other project, which uh, I mentioned to you yesterday at the moment, but I've got another project I'm going to be doing uh, on a similar basis, based on the success of this. So, so yeah, so that, that, well, when this goes out and the... Uh, video goes up to YouTube on Friday we'll see what reaction it mm. gets and see what people Absolutely. think about it obviously let us know through yeah. Facebook or via email and, and or YouTube comment on the video and see and tell us what you thought of it and whether you've given it a go and, and things like that it's quite straightforward quick tutorial Very and people easy. people I think will be really satisfied with what they do with that I think I think so they'll have a line drawing so they get to you know have the outline so they just use the 181 mm. One eight one. To, on its to get a charcoal effect with pastel pencil. Absolutely. So interesting. I hope everyone's excited about that. I'm excited for them, and I'm not even doing it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let's uh, let's move on. Let's start the podcast. So this week I wanted to talk about something you mentioned a few weeks ago. I think actually now, and uh, it it interested me. I wanted to know more about it, and I don't know if anyone out there knows more about it. Probably more than I do. But you mentioned pastel board. Right. And that intrigued me because obviously I've only ever seen you use pastel paper I think from what I remember mm. um, as a kid you, you were using pastel paper but obviously at some point you were using pastel board that's right so tell me and other people out there what is pastel board well pastel board is not what you think it is everybody out there says oh I've seen pastel board in the art shops not this one you haven't no because when I when I first started using the pastel pencils it was an experimental thing. I thought, well, let me play with something. I thought, what shall I use? Uh, I wasn't going to go to the expense of buying loads of pastel paper. I thought, I'll just try it on different surfaces. So I tried it on watercolour paper. It didn't work. I tried it on cartridge paper. It didn't work. Anyway, I went through the gambit. And what I ended up doing was practising on mount cards. Now, I used to have a supply of mount paper in here. You know, this is to, to make the mounts up for the framing that I used to do. Right. And, or if you're in the States, it would be mats. They were called mats. And I decided to try my hand at putting the pastel pencils on mount board because it was nice and sturdy. I tried several and I came across one, which was, in fact, the sand-coloured mount board. So sand-coloured mount board. Yeah, you know, the paper that we have... Is sand-coloured. I found out subsequently, I didn't know this at the time, that the paper that was on this mount board was sand-coloured, and Dala Rowney used to buy it in from Fabriano and oh. stick it on. Oh, really? So it's like the same... Yeah, exactly the same product. But... Same product. But I didn't know that at the time. Yeah. So I was using this, and I thought, this is great, because it was just the right colour, and it, was, um, very, it had that tooth in it, which we know and love, and because it was so successful, I decided to make that my product. So I didn't bother to go looking for pastel paper. I no, you didn't, you didn't need it. No, and I tell you how successful it was. You know the picture, well, people don't know about this because I haven't put it on um, Facebook yet, but the Porpero picture. 
Oh yeah, the that's harbour. The, the harbour that we've got down in in the lounge. That's on a large sheet of mount board. Is it really pastel? That yeah. is a big bit of mount board. <laughs> it, well, I did. I used to have you know it's double imperial size. You see, I, they had, had come in at double imperial size, so I could wow. cut them up. Anyway, this went on for quite a few years, and it was very successful. Did you used to teach people to draw onto that yeah, board then? Yeah, That's I used how... to sell it. And what I used to do, uh, because it became successful, and when I started teaching, they all wanted to do what I did. So I did okay. So I was cutting this mount board up, and I was selling it the mount board at the size uh, as, it? A, as yeah. a. As a, as a product. Service, yeah. So what's the difference between pastel board, this mount board, and mm. paper, what would you say? Well, uh, can I tell you what happened there? Because there was tell, an tell incident what, what happened there that changed it all for me. Okay. We were going along swimmingly with this, and uh, everybody was loving it. And Darla Rowney and Fabriano had a bus stop. <laughs> and Darla Rowney told Fabriano to get lost, they were going to try something else. So they didn't produce the mount board anymore, and suddenly I was left high and dry. I had no mount board, I couldn't use it, so I got in touch with my supplier and said, can you supply me with paper? Yes, they said. Okay. Now, the thing was, and this is interesting, the paper that was stuck onto the mount board, because of the, uh, they didn't want it too thick, was the 90-gram paper, which is very thin yeah. and wouldn't be any good for us. The paper that I subsequently got and now we sell is the 160 gram which is a heavier paper and that's the paper that i eventually got hold of and replaced the pastel right board. right so it's kind of you, you didn't have a choice really I had but, a choice. I was but to go with head. the paper but then that's you know that works really well and then after after two or three years of using the paper i think somebody said to me would you go back to mount board if they produced again no way no way. Now, no way. Tell me why, or tell them why. Well, the, as well. the pastel paper, uh, there are, there are benefits both ways, really. But the pastel paper is much more manageable, you know, than and being that little bit thickness. As long as you put it on, as people know that I put it onto a hardboard backing. Yeah, it's it's a brilliant surface because that's what I was really worried about. I thought it'd be a bit flimsy hmm. having used the mount ball, which was very sturdy. Sturdy. Yeah. Yeah. But it doesn't. It didn't work that way. And as long as you stick it down, and I've been using now the, I don't know how many years, quite a number of years, probably about 10, 12 years, I suppose. Yeah. Must be at least that. that well, selling papers. So I wonder. Obviously, they must. Darla Rowney must still sell pastel board. They do. Oh yes, by oh, oh, yes. They just. They just didn't want to. They use didn't want to go with Fabriano. And and also that did something else which I didn't like either. Because they packed up using the ongre paper for their mount board, I used to use the the white ongre paper for watercolour. Oh, right. Yeah, it was great. It was fantastic, you know, because if I used white, if I used white uh, pastel paper with my watercolour, I could then use pastel pencil on top of it. Mm. So it was kind of worked very well like that. But they, they knocked all that out, so that so all went what, out the window. what were the differences? Because I don't know if people out there, anyone perhaps they'll let us know on Facebook if they use pastel board at all, whether they use the paper. What is there any differences in in actually producing a picture when you're doing it on a mount board or you're doing it on a bit of paper, pastel paper? The, no, the only difference was that because the mount board was fairly thick, thickish, you see, you, when you mounted it, you had to put, uh, when you put it on top of the mount, 
or underneath the mound rather, you had a, a thickness which you had to compensate by putting other mount board around it so that you didn't get a problem with the actual framing. Right, right. That's a bit technical. I don't want to so, go into that. But, but not, not when it comes to actually the techniques and the colours and putting the colour yeah. on. It absorbs it just like it absorbs with pastel paper and oh, absolutely. things like that. Other than that, it just works. It's the same. Absolutely, yeah. No, it was much better. And, of course, mail order came off uh, around, I suppose I started that about 15 years ago. Yeah, know, when I started my mail order, and it was much easier to sell mail order pastel paper than oh, pastel oh, boards. Can you imagine? I bet, yeah. <laughs> you know, all those boards. Yeah, and we, yeah. we sell volumes and volumes of paper. Okay. Yeah, I wonder if anyone out there, perhaps, let us know if anyone out there has used pastel board and what their experience is with it, because mm. it's just interesting to mm. to know what is out there, and, and people might not use paper, but they might use pastel board. I don't think they can get it anymore, Steve. Anywhere you can't use pastel. You can't get pastel board now. Not oh. not the same on grey because they no. don't do it anymore. No. Okay, great. Well, thanks for clearing that because I wondered what it was. That's <laughs> oh, interesting. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, let's move on to some questions. So the first question I have here is has come from YouTube. I don't know the person's name, but the username is one two three N Y Anna. Okay. So she says, "I have a question. If we use white paper." Do we need the white base? Yes, that's a good question, really, because you think, well, if I use white paper, like you know, white pastel paper or white uh, watercolour paper, I wouldn't need to put the white on, would I? Because mm, uh, there's already white showing that's through. That's right. Uh, that doesn't work at all, I'm afraid, because the pastel success of the pastel pencil depends on the, the base colours mm. that you can imagine. So if you have white paper and you don't put white on, so you put the the greys or the blues or whatever colour you put on first, it's going to look absolutely awful. You can't. that white base. Yeah, you so say, oh, well, you can put white base on white paper. I'm sorry, you can't, because you can't see it. You know I mean? you, so that you, you do need a, a coloured paper. Mm. Always. There's no way you can get away with it. The only time you can get away with that, Steve, is where you use watercolour paper and do a watercolour picture, then put pastel paper on top of the watercolour because the watercolour gives you a kind of surface. It gives you... Put pastel pencil on the, on, yes. on the watercolour. Yeah. Did I not say you that? You said pastel paper on top no. of the watercolour. I thought, oh, we're sandwiching this, this paper. No, 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 so you mean, yeah, using watercolour paper and watercolour, yeah. then putting pastel pencil on top. Then That's you right. can get away with it. You can get away with that. But yeah. not with white pastel but paper. Just, yeah. So why do they sell white pastel paper, really, if it's not... Do you know I don't know that? But they do. They people do must... It. You can buy it. Yeah. Hmm. Don't know. Okay. I don't know. wonder if anyone out there uses white pastel paper and can let us know their experiences with it. So another one, a uh, couple of questions we've got here uh, from Jonathan. He says, uh, would you consider talking in the future on your podcast about pastel pens and miniature paintings? I think this would make a fascinating subject. That is a good point. Maybe we'll talk about that next week. Mm, that's a good question. Uh, miniature paintings, because that's something that you got into, not fairly recently, but but also it's something that, you started doing later on the miniature mm. paintings, didn't you? The smaller, intri more intricate I did, work. Yeah. Well, actually, uh, um, that is true with pastel work, but it's not true with watercolour because I used to do watercolour miniatures. Ah. Coming back to, I know I digress here, but that rhino that I've just done, the last time I did a rhinoceros was a miniature. It was no bigger than, oh, I don't, well, like a little miniature picture. Yeah. And I did two rhinos in a field. It was Portland Zoo Park. And they were tiny little things, about a centimetre and a half long. Really? These rhinos, yeah. Blimey. I sold it. Oh, wow. I okay. Sold, I sold it, sold it at Portland Zoo. That's, that's interesting. 
So I did do watercolour before. Watercolour, watercolour miniatures. Yeah. Right, we'll talk about that in next week. Yeah. Okay, so the second question from Jonathan is, did you get much of a response to the question of a male portrait picture? Just curious. So, uh, yeah, that was a few weeks ago now. We, we mentioned and we put it out there for... Mm for the option to do a male portrait picture because yes. you always do lovely ladies. That's right. You know, I, I'm not terribly keen on the idea. However, I have been thinking about it. Yeah. And uh, I have got an idea how we can do something like that. Yeah. So, we... I'll tell them a little bit later on. It's it's a gem of an idea at the moment, but it, uh, but I think it's probably going to come off, Steve. Yeah. yeah. So we, we didn't get much of a reaction from the the male portrait question, no. but we think it's definitely something worth covering. Well, it is in this instant, yes. And uh, it's going to be, I think, into, I, don't want to spend, I don't want to talk about it too much because it's... Um, in its it, early stages, it's isn't very it? very early stages and it's quite interesting. Let yeah. me put it that way. Okay, um, okay. Keep them guessing. I yeah, like keep it. Keep them guessing, yeah. <laughs> okay. Another cliffhanger, folks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Christine has uh, some feedback for us, I think, in this question. I've just listened to Podcast 19, and when Colin mentions the chimp, the chimp painting being scary, I had seen a clip on YouTube. I thought, well, I'll have a go at this, and it turned out okay. However, I framed it and put it on the kitchen wall during the night. I could not sleep, so I went up, <laughs> got up, went to the kitchen to make a cuppa, and looming out of the moonlight was this picture. I nearly had a heart attack. <laughs> it scared the hell out of me. Needless to say, it's not on my wall anymore. The oh, podcasts right. are great. Keep them coming. Good. That, that, that confirms what yes, <laughs> you was. said last week about that picture being scary. Yes, it was. Well, I think people, who, when they saw it on the, on the uh, Facebook page... They could see that it was actually quite scary. Quite, yeah. quite a lot people, of reaction to it. People said that it wasn't that... No, like they said it's no. not scary at all. But the thing is, I suppose, if you've got it hanging up on your wall and yeah. you're, it's midnight or one yeah. early in the morning, you go down and you see that yeah. coming yeah. looking yeah. at you, I suppose it is pretty... Oh, I think I think you're probably right there. Yeah. It is pretty, pretty menacing, pretty scary. So uh, thanks for that, Christine. The next one I've got here is from... Oh, how do I say this, Dad? How do I say that one? Jean? Jean, Jeannie, I think it's Jeannie, I think. Is it Jeannie? I'm sorry yeah, if I've got this wrong. Jenna, is it? It's, well, J-E-A. No, no, it's, it's Jeannie. I'm it's sure Jeannie, it's Jeannie. Jeannie. Oh, well, well, forgive us, Jeannie, for... Forgetting your name wrong. Forgetting it all wrong. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. She says, uh, Hi, Colin, I've purchased three of your video downloads from the Northlight shop, and I want to thank you for your wildlife and cat tutorials. This has opened up completely different world for me as I have been immersed in watercolour for many years. I love pastels very much and also incorporate them in a small way into my watercolours as well. It's interesting. Uh, yes. The idea, uh. though, of actually producing work in pastel was a bit daunting and that is where you have provided me with a lot of knowledge that I wouldn't have gotten without your guidance. I know that you have influenced many people globally and I am one of them. I am now going to start a pet portrait business in Shreveport, Louisiana. Wow, thanks to you. Just, I just finished reading your story and how you arrived at the place where you were able to make a living and selling art. Although I am due to retire from being a graphic designer at the Louisiana School of Medicine in about a year, I feel very fortunate that I may be able to continue in my art realm and make money doing portraits of animals and participating in art shows. Thanks again for all your help. I appreciate you very much. That's very nice. That was Thank a nice you letter, very much. It? Yeah. it confirmed two or three things there. One, one that other people have tried, pastel pencils on top of watercolour as yes, well. Yes, that um, really interested me. Well, uh, and also I am currently in the throes of starting a new project, which will satisfy Jeannie no end. It's right up her street. Yeah. 
that's brilliant. So we, we're looking at another mixed media project we possibly coming soon. And it's very exciting. We, I'm going to talk about that next week. Okay, well that's going to be good. We'll, we'll keep people guessing on that project then for next week. That's right, another, yeah. another another thing we need to talk about, but not yet. So that's really nice. Thank you very much for that. And it's great to hear that she's uh, she's going to pursue a pet portrait business and and go for it and see you know see what she can do. Yes, yeah, be interesting to see how she gets on with that. Yeah, do keep us posted. Provided she's listening to the podcast, maybe she's not. Oh, but it'd be I nice. So. But it'd be nice if she is. We've just mentioned her. Okay, well, that's all I've got down for this week for questions and feedback. So if you've got a question, you can email it to Colin um, via his email address or our website. His email address is colin at bradleygallery.co.uk or you can submit a question for our website, colinbradleyart.co.uk or you can post on Facebook or on YouTube. There's many ways to get in touch oh, with of us. Of course there are, yeah. But send your questions in and you may get mentioned on our podcast. So thank you, everyone, that's uh, sent in questions and giving us feedback so far. That's brilliant. Keep rating us and liking us on iTunes if you can. It does help. The downloads are going up, as I like to say and confuse everyone, <laughs> <laughs> which is great. So, um, so let's... When the downloads go down, we've got problems. Exactly, right? exactly. <laughs> so next week, we're going to be, I'm going to be back in London. So we'll probably be doing a Skype podcast with our new equipment next week. So we'll see how that turns out. And that about covers us for this week. Yeah. So thanks, everyone, for listening. I'm Stephen Bradley. I'm Colin Bradley. Enjoy, Enjoy your, your week. week. Tea, Dad? Oh, that's too hot. I think I have a beer, Steve. A beer? At 10.30 in the morning? All right, then, fruit juice. <laughs> <laughs>